And Jim's back from a long vacation. Yeah, so <laughs> long. It was great. Yeah, too. it was great. It was, it was great. great. So Jess and I were shopping the other day. Yeah, and we were talking to the salesman, and Jess asked him, you know, how much laundry can this hold? Yeah. And the salesman looked at her kind of funny and said, "Ma'am, this this is a dining room table." <laughs> and she looked at me and looked back to him and said, "And." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Bowflex. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set, fingerless gloves, dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And And I'm back. (laughs) Finally. Back off of the uh, busy run. Brendan had to do that solo episode, hate mail. I think a lot of people are very happy. Judginess. Yeah, no, I listened to it. It was good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it reminded thanks. me of like being up at three in the morning listening to NPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the monotone voice. Yeah. They're like, yeah. 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 So Jim tells me that the volume was really, really low. <laughs> well, here I, I am critiquing and yeah. I couldn't even be there to yeah. record with you, but yeah, I, so, I felt confident enough to still critique so it. So blow it out of your ass. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, 11 o'clock in my basement trying to put together an episode and trying not to wake up the baby or anyone for that matter. Right. So, yeah. The the best part of it was the awkward having to laugh at your own jokes because yeah. <laughs> there was no one else there to enjoy them. Yeah. Well, I awkwardly <laughs> laugh at my own jokes yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really nothing different. Uh, yeah. It's just you're not there to... You know, laugh as right, well. Yeah. Right. Awkwardly laugh. <laughs> I <laughs> J- was laughing. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie said she it. missed you. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I can't wait for Jim to get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave her a look like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she said that. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks she, for the vote of confidence, her and Chris, my brother, were talking. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and they're like, and she's like, yeah, I can't wait for Jim to get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, thanks for the support, honey. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, can you call your wife an asshole? Yeah. No, no. not cool. No. Not no, cool. No, yeah. No, yeah. No. I would never. I would that, never. that was borderline actually doing it, though. What? <laughs> Good thing she's not a listener. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, listen yeah. to every episode yeah. or anything. Yeah. yeah, You just tell her, no, you don't have to listen to that yeah, one. We just, don't really talk yeah. about much. <laughs> I actually edited one episode. Yeah. Uh, the one where I was talking about her birthing. <laughs> you edited some of it out. I edited yeah. some of it out because I, I was talking about some things, and I'm like, I'm not sure she'd appreciate that one. Yeah. And then I told her about it, what I said, and you know what I edited out, and she was like, uh, "Whatever, I didn't really care. I wouldn't really care." I'm like, "All right, I, that could have gone either way, right?" I leave yeah. it in, and then she listens to it, and she's like, Ugh. "Yeah." So, uh, yeah, and, you know, in hindsight, you know, if she had listened to it, and then I hadn't said anything, and then she gets angry about, it. yeah. So I was right. just playing it safe. Yeah. No, Jess always says when uh, she wants to know how I'm really feeling, she'll just listen to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Uh, that's accurate. So I, I have big news. 
Huge news. At the day that we're recording this. October 27th, 2019. Yeah, I don't know when it'll be released. October 29th. Right. (laughs) The 13-year-old has now become the The 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah, and we have her here. She wanted to say something. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to me. Yeah, yeah. Wise words for me. Fourteen-year-old. Yes. (laughs) We're looking forward to all of the memories that fourteen-year will bring. (laughs) I'm hoping one of the memories is how to clean her room. (laughs) Well, one can hope. Yeah. yeah. Remember, <laughs> Everyone remember, can dream, Jim. Everyone re- can dream. Remember when you turned 14 and you kept your room clean? That was, yeah. that that was, was amazing. Awesome. That was That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Best year yet. Yeah. <laughs> so this is funny. Don't, no, don't, don't stop it. This is my ringtone for my wife. No, God! <laughs> no, God! <laughs> Every time she calls. She must love that ringtone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I guess she doesn't really hear it. She doesn't. No, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played it because yeah. I was cracking up the day yeah. that I found it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to assign this to you. And she, she, like, she's done to us several times. She shook yeah. her head and called me an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. So I was kind of scrolling around on, on the, on the uh, world, we World Wide Web. I have one question for you. Oh, you have a question? Yeah. So you listened to the hate mail episode. I listened to it. Yeah. What did you think of the last topic that I brought up? It made my blood boil. The whole gender thing. Oh, with the parent? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of a lot's been coming out like since then. Like yeah. uh so apparently the mom is not gonna give the kid drugs, the, the drugs. but the and then the judge ruled that the both parents are gonna have to figure it out together. However, I mean, either way. Why can't we just let the kids be kids? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know why we have to force our own, you know, and I, I guess it's well, the argue, the, argue, the argument is that uh, the kid grows up uncomfortable because they're in a body that they don't feel that they're supposed to be in. But does, it, but does, well, a seven, does that require medication? And therapy? Yeah. I, see, I, I'm 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 conflicted. As like, I, I think let the kids be kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, why can't you address the therapy at like eleven or twelve? You know, why can't you address all that significantly later? At seven years old, I feel like the the child is very influential. Yeah. So you're. What if that child's not really feeling that way, but they're just listening to the adult that loves them very much? Yeah. Tell them, like, well, that's how you must be feeling. Hmm. I, you know what I mean? Again, that's imposing your will on the your child. Your will on yeah. the child. Yeah. Yeah. I just it, it made my blood boil when I first yeah. read that first article, and I think a lot of a lot of that first article it came out to not be accurate. Right. But. No, I, Either way, I, I think if you give a child hormone blocking drugs, you're a, you're a child abuser. But that's I just can't me. imagine that <laughs> the pediatrician or physician is okay with that. In Texas, I think it's either eight or eleven. You can start giving them drugs, but wow. you have to have therapy. Yeah, 
I don't agree with it, though. No. I don't care if you're a medical professional or not. I don't agree with it. And you can tell me that, well, it doesn't matter because I'm not a medical professional. I don't, I don't care what you say. I, I mean, I, I have a seven-year-old. Yeah. I cannot imagine giving even a year from now. I know kids of all different ages. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine feeding them hormone blockers. Yeah. I, 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 but I haven't met a nine or a 10-year-old who's been intelligent enough or have the wherewithal enough to be like, well, you know, I'm not feeling real comfortable as a man here's or, where a, or a woman. Here's or where a I get confused because, and, I, and this is, you know, 100% my own, you know, being naive to the, the edu- you know, the subject, mm-hmm. is that if, if a seven-year-old comes to you, your seven-year-old boy comes to you mm-hmm. and says, I want to be a girl. What is the difference between that statement and your seven-year-old coming to you saying, "I want to be an astronaut"? I don't think he. Like, I don't. Do I don't decipher? think he. I don't think he has the gravity to to actually to to really understand either one. Right. You know. I mean, he might as well say, "I want to be a tree." Right. <laughs> it's you same, know. I mean, same the, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and my boys play with dolls. They watch girls' movies. They dress up as princesses sometimes. I mean, and this is where I say this I mean, is that doesn't mean that you have to change their gender. This I mean, is my can, yeah. own naiveness to to the to the, the topic is what is like what are the steps a pediatrician will go go to? It's not a, just a pediatrician though. I think they go to a. Um, I'm gonna butcher it. It's like a gender something transitioning therapist or whatever. Right, but so, I don't but even when, I don't even know how, how they have those nowadays because they're like this whole gender dysphoria thing is not. But at I what mean, point, like, as a not, parent, not like, exactly I, old hat. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like I don't even know. You know, when I would even start to think about that as an option because I understand the the, the development, child development, in the stages that I, I that think kids it's go the through. way the adult that's being told deals with it is how it's how which direction it goes right yeah because this this person this and she was a doctor the mother is a doctor she's a physician yeah so physician or a doctor i think she's a pediatrician okay so she maybe a family doctor i don't remember but either way medical she's a a medical doctor so so, uh her her seven-year-old comes to her and says, I kind of feel like a girl or I, I want to be a girl, right? right. Say, so, yeah, I want to be a girl. Well, she takes it as, oh, wants to change her gender. You right. take it as, yeah, he doesn't really just, know what he's talking about. <laughs> or, just, uh, yeah. yeah, go dress up as a princess and have a great day. And right. Tomorrow, or we'll have a tea party today and, and tomorrow we'll go play rugby. Right. You know, whatever. whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. I mean, but, you know... I, I think so. It dep- I think so it really depends on the adult. It depends yeah. on the person who's responsible for that child and and, and how 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 it progresses from there. Right. But I mean, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say like my son comes to me and says, "Oh yeah, I feel like a girl." <laughs> I'd be like, "All right, I think we should go get you some, you know, transgender, or, you know, gender, gender or, or counseling, counseling yeah. or whatever." You That's know, not like, the first I wouldn't thing even, that comes... I definitely would not think of that. Right. Um, granted. If the child's dressing like a girl every day, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I guess maybe you'd have to, right? But right. I don't know. 
there's conflicting reports with that because they, you know, in that news article that says that, you know, the kid when is with his mom is, is the girl. And when it's with his dad, he's a boy. So, I think when, so who do when, you, who well, do you trust on that one? Because well, is the dad just forcing him to be a boy or is the mom forcing him to be a girl? Yeah. Uh, when we were growing up, if if a girl oh, this wasn't even this wasn't even I don't think this was even uh, I'm sure transgender was a thing back then, but it wasn't yeah it definitely wasn't no, headline but, news. No, we had you know if if the, you know and, and and this is at the this is going to sound so stereotypical, and obviously this this is you know this is just coming from historical. But if a girl when we were growing up consistently wore like blue jeans and t-shirts, yeah, she was a tomboy. She was a tomboy. Yeah, right. That didn't necessarily mean she wanted to be a boy. That's just how she felt comfortable, and that was her her style and her mindset. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, and and parents would just say that's you know, and boys that dressed up in girls' clothes. I mean, we were, were quite mean to them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, we didn't I don't think any, we though. knew anyone. We didn't know anyone. Didn't know anyone. No, that yeah. didn't. But let's be serious. I mean, if he'd probably get ridiculed, right? Yeah. Back in our day, that yeah. there would be extreme ridicule. I think there's a lot more acceptance now that if that were to happen. Right. I think there were. I mean, I would never. I would be really mad at one of my boys if they were ridiculing someone for that type of thing. But. I don't know if there's a good answer to it, but I, I mean, and then you can only go by the news article too. So you really don't know what is truly happening, right? Yeah. You don't. And when I posted that article, when I first, when I talked about it on the episode and then I went back to that same article, I clicked on the same link. That article had changed. Oh. Because it claimed that the mother was going to start as soon as she could, was going to start that kid on drugs. And then when I went back and looked at it, it says it it was gone. Yeah. They took it off. So they were probably getting a lot of flack for that. Yeah, probably because it was uncorroborated. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, you. But then I don't know who to trust news wise. I, you know, article yeah. wise, and you can only go by what you read. So, uh, you know, is is the dad the the bad one here, or is it? But it comes down to the you know the parents need to make the decision. In the together. article, was the father interviewed at all, or was it all? Just... I think it was mostly him his information. But the judge ruled that they were, I, I mean, I don't know if that was true. The article that I saw, the next article I saw a couple of days later was that the judge, you know, made a 50-50 decision. But, but I, so I, don't they know were, how, I don't know how they do that because the jury found in, uh, found in uh, favor of the mom. So, so the mother and father were divorced. Correct. So was the father taking the mother to court over her decision? Yeah, because she's trying to get him like transgender. Or was it the mother taking the father to court because he wouldn't? She agree to the filed medication. for sole custody so she could follow through with the whole um, gender dysphoria, transgender, like that mm-hmm. whole the ther- whole therapy. Because now they have a thing where you can put the kid in this whole therapy, and it streamlines it so they go into mm-hmm. um, basically eventually taking the hormones. I mean, maybe it's also to make sure that the child is legit, you know, gender dysphoria. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that they would leave their political leanings aside and not do anything detrimental to a child. But then again, if you're putting a seven or eight year old Mm -hmm. in, in therapy... 
I can't even imagine how difficult of a decision as a parent I I would have to be to try to figure out. I think even if, even if my child, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you respond to that, but I I really don't, I I really don't think I would, uh, I would, I would have to be really sure. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you straight up, if my, my son came to me today and told me that he thought he was a girl, I would not be seeking therapy for him. No. This is the same kid, again, who does some really mm-hmm. stupid, illogical well, things. Yeah, because he's seven. Because he's seven. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So trusting that he knows to make such a, an important decision you know, at seven right. years old? No, no, no. No. So, all right. Well, I just want to get that. I was yeah. curious about what you thought about that. I mean, no, that, it's... the I I was actually going to end the episode before that, uh, but uh, I I saw that article and I just like I was like oh, I'm going to talk about this because it just it made my blood boil. Yeah, I you're going to give your kid you know voluntary medication and you know hormone blockers at eight years old. That's when I saw that. I was just like, bah, <laughs> losing my mind. So. So I'm going to show yeah. you a picture. Oh, Jesus. And what I want you to do is uh, describe the picture the picture to our listener. Okay. All of our listener. <laughs> All of our listener. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mom. And then I want you to tell me what you think about it. Okay. 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 There's a, a fence. A baby on the fence. No one holding the baby on the fence. <laughs> And it seems to be over a body of water. All right. Yes. So first thoughts. Oh, my first thought is that's uh, a nice picture. It's the it's very, very well, well taken. Done. Very, very well, well taken. done. The yeah. Photographer did a good um, job. But it is kind of scary. Yep. <laughs> seeing a little baby. Little baby sitting on a railing uh, over a body of water. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Let me yeah. show you another picture. All right. so there's a baby uh holding a knife um the knife is in the butcher block but she got one in her hands too oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's right next to a gas stove that's running (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's awesome luckily there's an adult well yeah yeah, he's smiling but he's you know he is standing far enough away that the baby will not cut him so you want to be safe right i mean so I first saw these pictures, and these pictures have been going around <laughs> the internet, and they've been obviously creating yeah, a they're, firestorm. Yeah, I can only imagine. So I, I want to just preface this or start by saying these photos are not real. I, I, I assume These are, these are Photoshopped photos. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll show you another one right here. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Yeah. So this dad has... The baby, yeah. his little daughter, yeah. who at 10 months old had to go into the hospital Ugh. for a bone marrow transplant <laughs> or else she was going to die. Jeez. And so she's obviously healthy. Yeah. The transplant worked and she's in remission, but he's trying to raise awareness yep. for... The need to donate bone marrow and the importance of bone marrow. So, because he almost lost 
his daughter. Yeah. And the way that he decided to raise awareness <laughs> is to, do these to Photoshop his daughter <laughs> into these semi-dangerous <laughs> That's awesome. images that will automatically draw people's attention. Yeah. And then when you click on them, they lead you to his story <laughs> and what he's raising money for. And, you know, yeah. because, you know, you look at this, so... So here he his and I and I get it now. It like it clicks in my head. So here he was. Him and his wife have this beautiful little girl, and she gets this illness that yeah. for she doesn't deserve, right? Uh, yeah. She's, she's an mean, innocent who, little who, girl. Yeah, who does? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they're fighting to save her life, and they're relying on complete strangers to donate bone marrow in order to save her life. And so in his mind, he's like, there are probably parents out there that will actually put their kids in these ridiculous situations and risk the the health and safety of their kids. Yeah. <laughs> and now here he him and his wife are who they love their daughter and and they're about to lose their daughter because of, of no fault of their no own. No fault of their own. Yeah. And so he is trying to make light of the situation by yeah. creating these funny images but at the same time saying, "Hey, you know, let's Let's step up and take care of <laughs> take care of our kids. And yeah. you know, I almost lost my daughter, you know, because of a, a, an illness that she didn't deserve. But yet, parents all over the world are putting their kids in these risky situations, awful situations, awful yeah. situations yeah. for photo opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to the edge of the Grand Canyon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see the the one where the dad? Um, made a video of his son, uh, photoshopped him being a superhero. No. Oh, I got to show it to you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we, uh, do you want to look it up? We'll pause it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of that video? That was a great video. <laughs> that, we'll post that on the website yeah. so you can uh, see that. And then we'll post the link for the, uh, the dad's pictures. Dad's pictures. <laughs> Those are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And just a, a, a little disclaimer here. If, if anyone starts to hear some, Loud screaming <laughs> or bangs. We are having a birthday party yeah. upstairs right now. <laughs> and there's four. Yes. Four, four cheerleaders four, four, yeah. that are all amped up. They just yeah. got done their cheerleading competition. Woo! So they have to review the video and talk about how they can fix it. Uh, so, hey, so we're drinking uh, Bull Spit Brewing yes. Company today. Delicious. Uh, our brown ale. It's very good. Yep. What do you think of that logo? That's awesome. Six point eight. I think it's some somewhere around thirty three uh, IBUs. So yeah. kind of like we, I was. We went on a sales call the other day, and we were having the person taste it, and they're like, "Oh, kind of tastes like Newcastle, but Newcastle's better." And I was like, wow, that was really honest. <laughs> he goes, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. No, I used to drink Newcastle a lot. See, I think this is better than Newcastle. Mm. Yeah. I think that it's less uh, Newcastle to me. And I drink Newcastle now, and it has, to me, it has some type of after, aftertaste yeah. that I'm not, I don't, I really don't drink it anymore. But, but no, I like this one. No, this is definitely a, definitely a good beer put out by Bull Spit Brewing Company. Our 
One of our, our sponsors. Our sponsors, our yeah. hate mail sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this hate mail brought to you by Bullspit Brewing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'll uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. Uh, so I have to tell you, so we okay. have, we, I, I just, I'm going to just, you know. Throw fa- it out there. Fan out for a little bit. Yeah. So we had a show at the brewery the other day. Yes. And uh, we had booked a uh, longtime favorite band of myself. Yes. Uh, and it, the, the, it was called, it's, the band was that we booked was called Uprooted, which is the lead singer and another one of the band members of Rusted Root. Mm-hmm. You know, their popular yeah. song, Send Me On My Way, uh, the When I Woke Up. Did you cry? Album. So, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the morning, yeah, maybe there may have been maybe, a, maybe maybe a, a tear or two. The morning of the event, I peed. I peed just yeah, a little, just a little. I was getting ready to go, and my loving wife pulls me aside for a little pep talk. Yeah. and she said, "I I know how excited you are for today. I know how excited you are to meet." The musicians that you've been listening to for years and years and years and years, <laughs> just try to maintain your composure. <laughs> All right. I want to do it as a side right here. Okay. I love the fact that your wife knows you so well. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, on a scale. She yeah. hasn't known you that long. Right. Right? Uh, if you think of the big scale. Yeah, the big scale of things. Yeah. I've known you for a long, yeah. long time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. On the on that scale, <laughs> you guys haven't been together that yeah, long. Yeah, she knows. So I, I love the fact yeah. that she knows you this well. Yeah. I love it. So she felt the need to have to pull me aside <laughs> yeah. in the morning before yeah. I have to tell yeah, me, give a, me this talk. This is great. And I looked at her with a with a with a face of disgust, like I'm a professional. <laughs> I can Thanks. handle my emotions. <laughs> of course I'm gonna be in check and I'm gonna on be able inside. to control. You said that on the right. inside. And uh, so then I got my truck. I'm like, oh man, I hope I can do this. <laughs> so we get we get we're we're getting set up, and we're getting the the uh, the first two bands are getting sound checked, and they're local guys, and you know I've known them for a while, so we're talking, and all of a sudden my phone rings, and it's a number I didn't recognize. I thought it was a telemarketer because yeah. we get those calls oh, all, all the time. The time. Like they, I don't know how many people want to refinish my basement for me. <laughs> you know, I get those. Great. I get calls for solar. Anderson you could windows, have solar. I already refinish. have a solar. I already have solar. Yeah. So I just like dismissed it, and I kept talking, and then all of a sudden the owner sent me a text that hey, the band is trying to get in touch with you. <laughs> And so initially my head went to their producer, their promoter, because we've been in regular contact with them yeah. regarding sound and facilities and things like that. So uh, I just thought that that was who was calling me mm-hmm. in regards to some sound questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll call them back. So I call them back and uh, all of a sudden I hear, hey, this is uh, Michael with Rusted Root. And I'm like thinking to myself, this is this is the guy. <laughs> Keep it together. Keep it Keep together. It together. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, you know, we had a conversation. And we talked for a little bit around, uh, you know, the, the setup and unloading and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm uh, and he said, uh, you know, we're, we we got about an hour's drive, so we'll be up there an hour. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I, you know, we'll be ready. He goes, I'll just give you a call when we get close, so you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just. Just give me a call. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, just I mean, give me uh, a call. <laughs> so I hung up and uh, I called Jess immediately. And I was like, honey, 
I know you told me to keep it together, but I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> just called me on my phone. We have each other's phone numbers. We're practically best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him if you wanted to go to the garage yeah, and do karate? You know, <laughs> <laughs> So they pulled up. They were great guys. Like we talked, like I had one fan moment, like <laughs> they were sitting in the room that we had set aside for them and they were eating and having some drinks and ask, talking to us about the beers. And I'm like, I just have to share one story with you. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No problem. That was him and his other bandmate, Dirk Miller. And then they both had their wives or respective girlfriends with them. And, uh, his wife and his and, yeah, and yeah, Dirk's yeah. girlfriend. Yes, not, yes, not yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he has a girlfriend. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I started my story with Woodstock '99, and they both kind of chuckled. <laughs> and I'm like, you probably hear a lot of stories start with that sentence. And he's like, Yeah, we do. And I just told him how we, you know we had a big group of us went to Woodstock '99, and we were heading over to see their show on the day they were performing and they came on stage and they were, they were performing and playing and I was all into the music and I was watching and watching. And all of a sudden I realized that everyone that I had gone with were like 30 yards away from me. And I was thinking, I'm like, wow, they, why did they move away and not tell me? <laughs> and then I realized that everyone in front of me had pushed up and I was just figured that everyone's trying to get closer to the stage. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. I'm like, you know, why, you know, I was a little, I'm like, I'm in a wide open spot now by myself. It must look really weird. And then I happened to look to my left and behind me a little bit. And there was this completely buck naked guy (laughs) dancing with just a single sock over his junk. Nice. And he was doing like the helicopter swing with it. And I was like, now I know why they all left me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, watching you do a helicopter swing. It wasn't me. Oh, wasn't oh, me. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but it was great. No, they uh, they were they were great guys. That's and, awesome. Uh, they liked your story. Yeah, they they chuckled. I don't yeah. know. If they, like, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to say they entertained it. They entertained it. <laughs> they that, entertained was nice entertained that was nice of them. That was nice of them. But we know we got some great, great photos. They were all about taking photos with us. Good. And yeah. So and they're the gonna, concert went well. The concert went well. Yeah. They. Yep. It was great when we were set when they were starting to set up the uh, set list for the show. They were like, "What do you guys want to hear?" <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was awesome. So that's great. Yeah. And uh, they said they'll be back next year. They do this barn concert every year out in uh, Sherborne. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they said that we'd go to that concert every year so we can just make this a, a weekend. We'll just always just come up here for the next day. Nice. Like, Perfect. It's great. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to make it next year. Yeah. It was a great show. We did learn our lesson. We had three different bands that day, and I felt awful because the first band we had on was just uh, amazing, mm-hmm. uh, and there was just no one there. That sucks. Everyone came like in the middle of the second band set because they were all coming for yeah. Rusted Root. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll just do the two bands next year, an opener, and then, yeah. But it was a great show. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Right. 
I had to take a breath. Yeah. I had to see. Yeah. I just had to. Compo- I just had to compose myself about, again. He's, he's just, about rusted root. Just talking yeah. about it. I had to like bring myself, <laughs> bring myself back uh, down to earth. Yeah. So you're gonna get him on the podcast? Yeah, we can. I'll, I'll shoot. I'll text him. We're best friends. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I have his phone number. Were you not listening? I'm sorry. <laughs> Just text him. Do you want to yeah. go? Would you want to go to the garage? Yeah. Do karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're gonna call it quits. Do a nice quick episode. Okay. Get, uh, you know, we don't want Jim to tire out. I know. You know, I mean, it's his first uh, episode back. First episode back. I missed yeah. one episode, and we're yeah. we're yeah. making it sound like I was on a three-year hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, November 9th at November the brewery, 9th. Bowl Spit Brewing Company, our friend, friend of the show, uh, Ronnie LeBlanc, is going to be debuting a De Beer, uh, a De Beer, a, a De beer, beer, and uh, a book. His new book. Yes. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait for both. Sasquatch Spit Black no. IPA. Ooh. It's strangely delicious. Aha, there we go. And I will tell you, I've, I've had a little... A little taste? Taste of it. Nice. And it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It is absolutely amazing. I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try to make that event. Yeah. So. That's going to be a good, good event. We have a, a, a local band, Go Gadget Go, coming, and they have a big following, and they're a really good oh, band. Nice. nice. And then Ronnie and his co-host, Maddie Blake, are going to do a, a live podcast recording. Oh, sweet. In-house. Nice. And then we're just going to be uh, enjoying some black IPA and company. And uh, we're doing, uh, Ronnie said he's going to have his uh, little mobile uh, museum set up. Nice Bigfoot artifacts Oh cool and stuff. Oh yeah. I can't wait then yeah yeah, 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 yeah 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 That'll be fun It's gonna be awesome I get a lot of compliments On his podcast uh, Just random people be like well, the, oh, You know I listen to your podcast And they're like They're like that How Ronnie guy was Yeah you know, they, they, they they like his energy They Just to be <laughs> they, clear they, 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 they like him And not necessarily us Oh yeah No no it was Ronnie All Ronnie Right Yeah yeah yeah, yeah It was all yeah, Ronnie Yeah, yeah. And then I get people telling me about their ghost stories and stuff like that. And then they start sharing stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm like, like, okay, we'll call Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, send him an email. Yeah, send him him an email. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe in that crap. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hey, it's my wife and my baby over there, everybody. All right, thanks for listening, people. Later. Bye. Bye.